Hello and welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 27. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. And today's episode is entitled Beer and Slippers. That's because it's nearly Father's Day. It is nearly Father's Day. And of course, um, Father's Day is all about dads, isn't it? And what do dads like? Beer and slippers. Beer and slippers. Do you like beer and slippers? Slippers. 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 Uh, I like it's a beer. It's mixture of uh, beer. Is, yeah, yeah. Okay. You it's, like beer. It's, it's how you say slippers after you've had too many beers. Yeah, I suppose it is. Obviously. Uh, and I wear slippers as well. Yeah. Well, I tend to wear more flip-flops in this kind of weather inside. How about yourself? Um, I like the beer, but yeah, slippers. I'm, I don't like. I don't like sort of wrapping up my feet and any more than necessary. So I just walk around in socks. I mean, you, you're a dad and I'm not. A, do, you, do you read a newspaper nowadays? Uh, not really, no. Do you, do you not play re- golf? Um, I'd like to, but I don't think I'm very good at it. I've tried before, but not been so good. Yeah, because they're, they're typical dad things, really, aren't they? Yeah. Do you kind of spend your Saturdays washing the car and doing stuff in the garden? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I, I qualify in that in that kind of region, yeah, definitely. That's very good. Good good dad material. <laughs> um, so today, then, yeah, it's going to be Father's Day themed, and I've got a bit of a, a Father's Day themed quiz coming up for Fisher very shortly. We'll be testing him on his Father's Day knowledge. Or not really Father's Day knowledge, but we'll find out a bit more about that later on. Um, you've got something coming up for us with the regular, irregular feature as well. I have. Uh, it was a Queen's um, birthday honours list uh, a few days ago. It was a birthday? It was, uh, was. I don't know if it was... It was which, an, which birthday was it? It was her official birthday, not her actual birthday. Oh, right. So it was official, but I not think. her actual birthday. I can't remember what her actual birthday is, but I don't know. There's no wonder she's so time. old having that many birthdays each year, is there? I think she's about 190 now, isn't she? <laughs> uh, is she 90, 92, 93, somewhere? Something like that. Sure. A good old age. Um, and she gave a knighthood to Kenny Dalgleish, so, amongst other people. So I thought I will do a little quiz based on the honours system. Good stuff. So, uh, moving on then, let's get going. Let's get going. So... Um, Fisher, we've got an apology of the week. Uh, is this, should this be me making this apology? Because uh, you, you've your idea to do the apology, but I think it probably should come from me, shouldn't it? I believe it should. So last week, uh, or the last episode, a couple of weeks ago, you will remember that we, we normally have beer on our podcast, don't we? And even more so important today with it being a uh, Father's Day special and we've called it Beer and Slippers. Yeah. Um, but I forgot to get the bottle opener, even though Fisher told me to get the bottle opener before we started recording. So I started recording and instead of Fisher letting me um, stop the podcast so we could edit it later. He said, "No, it's your own fault. I'm going to go and get the bottle opener. You stay here and you you, you hold, fill the awkward silence. You hold the fort, which I thought I did pretty well. Um, so that's the apology of the week. Sorry for forgetting the bottle opener and therefore bringing down the quality of our podcast. Even if you thought it couldn't get any worse, it sort of did, didn't it? Last week, it did. Um, although you would have liked to think that." Jimbo had learnt his lesson from this. However, <laughs> shortly before we record this podcast, I got out the beers. I said, have you got the glasses? Uh, he went and got the glasses and he sat down. I said, is there something forgetting? And he'd not got the bottle open once again. <laughs> Fortunately, though, I have come prepared like a good Boy Scout that I used to be. Is that my and bottle opener? It's not your bottle opener. Oh, this right. is my own bottle opener that I think probably came out of a Christmas cracker. Uh, so I have got a bottle opener. And are we going to open the beers? We are. What, what have we got today? Today, we have got some Razor Black, um, named after Neil Ruddock. No, okay. probably, probably not named after Neil Ruddock, but it's made by uh, Ringwood Brewery. And where, whereabouts is that? 
Uh, that is based in Hampshire, uh, just near the border with Dorset, uh, near the New Forest. Okay, so we're not we're not we're not sticking with Yorkshire anymore, are we? Then because last week we were down in Dorset as well, weren't we? Uh, we were with Badger. That's, that, that is, <laughs> we are. I hate to break it to you, but we have relocated from Yorkshire down to Dorset. Jimbo has moved. Uh, so have I. We're, we're now living together in our own house that just pumps out podcasting material throughout the entire <laughs> day, but uh, from Dorset. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be back to Yorkshire with the beer as soon as we can, but we're, we're kind of having it, I suppose we can call it a summer tour, can't we? we but the problem it's is, it's not us that are touring, it's the beers that are touring to us. Yeah, we're, we're, now we're going on tour, we're, we're allowing beers to come on tour to our podcast, is what we're, is what we're going for. Anyway... <laughs> So let's talk news then, Fisher. What has been going on? I mean, the first thing that I saw is that there was the world's largest skinny dip um, record uh, attempt. Sorry, hang on. Largest skinny dip? Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't think it was... Uh, yeah, not not entirely true to the title. It wasn't so much a skinny dip. It was an all-sizes dip, I suppose, because there might have been some skinny people, there might have been some larger people, some people in the middle, uh, some short people, some tall, tall people, um, some... Some, <laughs> some, some luckier people than others. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was a women's skinny dip, um, and it was two thousand women bearing all on an Irish beach. Um, Sounds which terrible. Is not, not the nicest place to go skinny dipping, is it? Because it's. I don't think it, the temperatures are known for being particularly good in Ireland, although it's summer, I suppose. Yeah. Um. I th- my. Have you ever you ever done any skinny dipping? Um. Not really. No. Not, not really. Not on purpose. So, so, so you, I, you occasionally, have you occasionally skinny dip in the bath. Uh, well, okay. Well, I'll get you. I'll I'll let you off with that. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with doing that. Um, I don't think I've ever skinny dipped from from my memory, unless I was uh, really young. And in which case, that's just a baby swimming, not yeah. with no clothes on, which is not the same. Slightly different. I think skinny dipping, you've got to have knowledge of what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um, but is, is there any any particular comments on there in terms of what happened? Obviously, two thousand women there. Were they, it, were they raising it, awareness? It was two thousand five hundred and five women actually, really? but they was doing it for charity uh, to raise money for a children's cancer charity, raising thousands and thousands of pounds actually. Um, but it was women from not just Ireland, but twenty two other countries from around the world. Really? Um, so I'm not sure how... It's a good job they did it this year rather than a few years' time, and God knows what's happening with the eye at the border in Ireland. Um, <laughs> they might imagine... not be able to get people there for it next time. They might have to relocate the skinny dip. Can you imagine that? Or, but... or everyone would have to get into the sea in Ireland and skinny dip over to where the location's supposed to be. Well, exactly. Can you imagine that, though, if you have to fill a visa in, and you know, purpose for your visit? Well, I'm going to take part in the largest skinny dip in the world. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're not coming in. You're not coming in. We don't want to see it. Oh, actually, you're a bit more attractive. Yeah, you can come in. But, uh, yeah, that must be a bit of an awkward one, surely. Well, the record before was 786 people. Um, it was in Australia. It was in Australia. So were they all skiing to put upside down? Uh, I think so, possibly. Um, and the only clothes they were wearing were those hats with the corks on the Yeah, end, and there was, a, there was a lot of bush to be seen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was in down... Never mind. I've just got my Australian terms mixed up there. Never mind. Uh, so anything else going on in the news, Fisher, that you wanted to mention today? Uh, there is plenty going on. Um, we've got Love Island. Okay. We, Love Island was mentioned, wasn't it, in the uh, podcast last week? Well, it was mentioned before this podcast because you insisted that we start recording it as early as possible so that you can get back. You can, you, you, Fisher, you yeah. can get back and watch Love Island. Brilliant. I didn't have you down as a Love Island fan. Well, I, as I mentioned last uh, in last podcast, I started watching it last year because I knew one of the contestants uh, who used to go to university with me. I know the idea that uh, Love Island... Do they Island... know you? Uh, if we said to them, do you remember Chris Fisher? Would they say, um, is that is that is that the lad who used to live below, below me and used to do that amazing video podcast series, The Fish Tank? Uh, I think that's exactly what they would say, yeah. 
They definitely wouldn't say who. I've never heard of him. Would they couple up with you? Uh, I hope not, because I've got a wife. Um, <laughs> but it's not. Um, it's the game, though, isn't it? It's the it's, yeah yeah. It, it's a it's a terrible program, <laughs> but nonetheless, it is quite addictive viewing. Do we need to explain it in a little bit of detail because we do have American listeners, and I don't know whether Love Island is a thing there. Maybe it started over there. Sometimes these programs do. I don't know. Imagine if if you are in America, basically imagine the fourteen stupidest people you know. Uh, they would all be put on an island together, and they'd have to sort of talk to each other and try and couple up and get in relationships. They'd push their disgraceful views out to people where they talk about uh, women as objects and they refer to, you know, let, let's go and stick it on her or graft her and all that sort of stuff. Um, if you are in America, basically, you know your president, well, imagine him, <laughs> but a lot better looking, um, younger, um, probably not quite as good a tan, um, in, in on an island uh, with lots of ladies, basically. Yep. Nonetheless, most of the ladies do have that lovely quiff of blonde hair that he has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. So, have you been watching it? Take it you've not been watching it, though. Well, I watched the first one, and as you know, um, you was following my Twitter that night, and I, I tweeted to say, because all the as, the... as the as the girls were all going into the, onto the island, you know, at the start of the show, all the girls, one by one, get onto the island, hear a bit about them, their profile, what, what, they, what they do, what the job is. Generally, they haven't got jobs. Generally, the models or, yeah. you know, that the, kind of thing. What's your job? I post pictures on Instagram every day. <laughs> it's not a job, love. Yeah. Um, but some people make money from that, though, surprisingly. They do. Um, I know some people, all they put on social media is pictures of burnt oven gloves. Yeah, well, that, that's, 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 I was trying to spread awareness of um, what can happen if you leave your oven gloves on top of a hob that's turned on. That's why I put that picture on the on social media. But going back to social media, in the opening of the start of Love Island, I was tweeting about what was going on, and all the ladies were going onto the were starting. They got onto the island, and they were all discussing, weren't they? Oh, what's your type? What's your type? Every time anybody got to the, any of the ladies started on, got on the island, mm. one of the others would say, oh, "So, what's your type?" And they'd always go tall, dark, and handsome. So my tweet was, "Why do all these ladies want tall, dark, and handsome? What is wrong with short, blonde, and fat?" For all for equality, what's wrong with short, blonde, and fat? Yeah, maybe, maybe if you were, if if a short, blonde, fat person was to go on, they'd get someone to say, "Oh, it's, it's so different to the rest of them." Well, apparently, dad bod's in. I've heard. I, I've read a few articles recently that the dad bod's in. It's getting there, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it certainly look out of place on Love Island. No, but it's supposed to be fashionable. So in a few years' time, it could be dad bods on Love Island. Imagine that. And you know, we had an idea. What what was that that sort of idea a few weeks ago about um... old person's Love Island, wasn't it? Was that was that the was that the idea that we had? Yeah, with them like falling asleep in the afternoon. So we've mentioned Love Island twice. Uh, yeah, hopefully every podcast now that we do <laughs> will mention Love Island somewhere along the lines. But anyway, so I tweeted that, didn't I? About um, you did about you know why 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 not short blonde and fat and uh, and who favoured it? Well, I got I got a favourite. Yeah, I got a little like, and I thought, oh, who's this? Who likes this? It said Zoe Ball. Really? And I looked at it and I thought, it can't be the Zoe Ball. And it was only the Zoe Ball. It was the Zoe Ball. Maybe she's a waste of web space podcast listener. Maybe. Or at least she should be now. Maybe she can start mentioning us on Radio 2. She could do. Is she on Radio 2 nowadays? Yes. Yeah, in which case there's more of a chance of a mention us on Radio 2 than she wasn't presenting it. <laughs> which is good to hear. Um, so yeah, I, I find it just amusing just to listen to people's uh, views and just see how stupid they are, really. I, and I don't get it because it's a, it's a li- Do you remember Golden Balls that used to be on ITV? Uh, Jasper Carrot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like, in a way, it's a tiny bit like that, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah. I Not that they've got golden balls. I mean, they, they, again, the tan, the tans are pretty fantastic. Is that fantastic. In? the dad bod and golden balls? That might be it. And you can see it at the world's largest skinny dip. <laughs> but what I mean is that it's a bit. The, the aim of the whole game is to couple up with someone. So to be a, a couple on the island now. 
and, and then at the end, stay a couple so that you win some money, isn't it? it is. That's all it is. So why? I, I don't understand why. Why? Because they could just agree to do this at the start, surely, and just, just be a couple all the way through. If the money's there, they get the money out of it. But what if someone came in and you really loved them? Or you thought that there was a chance of a good quality relationship? Stop then? trying to justify it, Fisher. They're on an island for a few weeks. Do you know what? Uh, and, I, and also, I think you'll find it six weeks, Jimbo. It's not just a few weeks. Uh, going back to Golden, it better not be six weeks. That's that's loads of podcasts, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, going back to Golden Balls, that show stopped. It was a great show, but it stopped when when one of the contestants said said to the other because at the end they have to split or steal, don't they? Yeah. And one of the contestants at the end said to the other, um, "Right, I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal, and that's it. If you want any chance of winning any money, you're going to have to um, split. Yeah. Because I'm going to steal whatever." So you might as well go with um, split and you know have at least a chance of winning the money. Mm. So as soon as he did that, it ruined the whole game because then everybody thought, well, that's actually quite a good tactic. But didn't didn't he share and the other person steal on that occasion? No, no, no. I think they both split. I think they both ended up splitting. So he convinced the other person to that they had no choice but going for split so much that. That she did, they did it. I don't know if it was a he or she, and then he he did he split as well because he knew it was going to work. But this could happen with Love Island. They might ever end up just just sort of making sure that they get the money and winning at the end. But I, don't know. I think you're overestimating the intelligence of the Love Island <laughs> um, contestants, really. Although there is one of them on there that's a doctor called Alex, and do you know what? He's not very popular, is he? No one likes him. <laughs> he's, he's too clever. <laughs> he's not. No one likes him romantic. They're not interested in him. I mean. I mean, what kind of idiot spends the time going round saving people's lives? What they need to do is they need to put them in some sort of emergency situation and then see how popular he is. Yeah, he has to run around and give them the kiss of life. <laughs> but I was I was watching it yesterday, and as I say, it's it's fascinating how stupid some of the contestants are. And there's one of them, a person called Haley from Liverpool, and this is going to give Haley from Liverpool. She said uh, she was talking about someone called Ial, whose name she can't actually pronounce. And she says Ial is really deep. He's really deep, yeah. He has some really complicated questions and stuff. You know, he, he thinks really big and, you know, he's so intense. And you know what she said when she was talking about him? She said to this, this person when she's slagging him off and saying about how intelligent he is and asking deep questions and what? provocative questions, she goes, he asks you really big questions like, you know, what's your favourite kind of animal? <laughs> deep question. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, what a, what a, what a question that is. <laughs> Um, going. Are we done with Love Island? I think we are. Because you never, if you want any chance of watching it, we better move on. We've got to, we've got to get this podcast wrapped up in. You the can next follow minutes. if you want to follow t- um, Fisher's uh, Twitter account at C Fish Tank. Uh, you'll be able to actually keep up with his Love Island uh, views. But I, I, I don't think I'll be doing too many. Do you know what I heard on on Love Island yesterday? Not heard this word for years. Cock blocking. <laughs> Do people still use that word? Possibly. Yeah. Is not... that where you try and get in the way of? Um, well. <laughs> uh, well, not directly in the way. That, that would be quite... Uh, it's basically someone's having the world's largest skinny dip and you have to stand in front of 2,505 people. No, it's uh, it's when someone it's, it's when a man's trying to move in on a woman and you basically say, no, I'm going to try and stop that. I want this woman instead. And you heard that phrase reset, did you? On, I heard on... it yesterday okay. yeah, for the first time in a while. Uh, but did they go on Love Island? Kirsty Allsop. I don't think she has gone on Love Island. Okay. But when she travels on an aeroplane, where are her kids? Do you know? Um, I don't. I've not. I must have missed this news story. They're in, so I'm guessing they've been left at home, or uh, not quite. Her and her husband travel in business class. Yeah, kids travel in economy class. Well, why not? They're uh, loud, aren't they, kids? Uh, well, yeah. They, she, <laughs> it seems a bit unfair to leave leave your kids with all the other passengers, doesn't it? Yeah. Apparently, she said there's no problem with it. It's fine. Uh, her, her kids haven't worked hard enough to deserve being in business class. Is Kirsty also the home renovation person? 
Uh, she does uh, relocation, relocation, relocation. And she's, she's quite... She does, I don't think she renovates. I just think she says, if you want to move house, this is where she'll be looking at. But she's she's one of those sort of... Uh, she does a lot of house sort of shows, doesn't she, about yeah, where to put that, things and all that. Uh, kind of I think it's, it's more about moving. Oh, fair I enough. think you might be thinking of Sarah Beanie or Amanda Maybe Lamb. she's Maybe she's moved... Uh, I'm, I might have been thinking of Amanda. But maybe she moves her kids into a different house then, completely. Maybe, yeah. If she lives in a nice mansion, she puts them in the shed. She, the, the, yeah, it's relocation. It's location, location, location. The first location's for her husband. Second location's <laughs> for a first child. And third location's for another child. <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently 10 years old and she puts them in uh, economy class. That which, seems a bit unfair. Uh, on, the other, on, the other, on the other flat, um, passengers, I think. Though. Hmm. I imagine perhaps uh, yeah, th- these are kids who possibly one day might end up actually looking after and caring for Kirsty Olsop in her old age. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be, oh, sorry, Mum, yeah, you could come round for your Sunday tea, but... We don't want you here. <laughs> no, I'm afraid you're going to have to stay in the care home on your own. <laughs> and it's a rubbish care home as well, because we don't want to pay to put you in a good one. Speaking of uh, parenting, and we will speak a lot more about parenting later on, Michael McIntyre, bit of an issue. And, and the, way, the way I say parenting is because um, while he was getting his kid out of a car, was it? Or putting uh, him in the car? I or? think he was collecting his child from school. Uh, he was mugged, wasn't he, by somebody on a moped? He was mugged by someone on a moped, yes. Which is apparently a, a, a crime on the rise in London, isn't it? People on what, mopeds doing what, drive mugging by. Michael muggings. McIntyre? It's only for once, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought he'd moved by now. If, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so apparently he was mugged. Uh, and, and I immediately thought of a joke saying that uh, one of the things that had uh, happened was his watch was stolen. And I thought of a joke saying, oh, I bet Michael McIntyre, his next stand-up comedy forms, is going to be saying, oh, so I, I was there and, uh, and someone came up and they uh, and they stole my watch. And uh, the police said to me, what time did this crime happen? And I said, I don't know, because my watch was stolen, so I don't know what time it was. I don't know what time it was. Um, and obviously that's a terrible Michael McIntyre impression, but I thought that would be a good joke, the kind of thing you might do. Well, any any comedian would say... Um, it's all about the timing. It's all about it's, a, <laughs> it's all about timing, indeed. But do you know what he said? Go on. At, at his next gig, first gig after it, he said to the audience, he said, they say time is a great healer, but unfortunately, my watch was stolen, so I don't know what time, uh, I don't know whether time is a great healer, because I can't tell the time anymore. Oh, it's good. I mean, he, he was he was he sort of did well to just basically uh, look after his child at the same time, though, didn't he, I suppose, because... Um, he, that it could have been quite scary for the, the kid, didn't it? But I think my, from the video, looks like Michael Myers. You've watched the video. Gets him out of the. There's a video of it. Yeah, it's on the news. Really? Yeah. What? Oh, I tell you what. There's Michael McIntyre getting mugged. Shall I help him? No, I'll just video it. <laughs> well, I didn't video it. It was I watched it on the. But yeah, you, it was quite far away, so I'm not sure. But I suppose if Michael McIntyre's around or any celebrity around, it happens to me and you, doesn't it, Fisher? Wherever we go, there's cameras, isn't there? You know. There is. Yeah. Unfortunately, not always pointed at us, but... Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pointed by us, at Michael McIntyre. <laughs> uh, so that's Michael McIntyre, but everything's okay. He's all right, isn't he? So, he is. Uh, Pound I'll t- World... What... I'll tell you who's not all right. Pound World. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're going bust, aren't they? Uh, they've gone bust. It's and... administration. So there, there's been lots of talk about how to rescue Pound World, hasn't there? Um, now, I think from the start, really, why didn't they think years and years and years and years ago we should, probably shouldn't name our shops... Pound world or pound land or pound whatever, because everybody knows that the value of things over time actually changes. Yeah. So it can't be sustainable, can it? You remember what you know you, you, your parents or your grandparents might have said to you about? Oh, when I was your age, I used to get a loaf of bread for five p. You know. Yeah. Now that mouldy bread that they used to eat from the. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, there's you say. That. I mean, maybe they should have had the foresight to have called it, you know, pound world brackets. 
adjusted annually for inflation or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Would be quite a long title. Yeah. Um, but And gradually nudge the prices up a bit. There are some shops, some other sort of more independent pound type shops that I've called them £1.20 shops and stuff like that. They've actually increased it to mm. stay, to basically make sure that they, they, they're not losing out and yeah. so that they can justify having things in the shop for more than £1. Because that hap- that's happened, hasn't it, at a lot of pound shops? Just got a pound on, they now sell things for £2 and yeah. £5. They never do anything that's and it, not a round number. <laughs> they, I mean, another title could be Pound World, but we don't know what's going to happen with Brexit, so who yeah. knows? <laughs> Again, that would be quite a long title. So yeah. 52% of people might make a decision on something which might <laughs> seriously affect the value of sterling, so it might affect our business quite a bit. So, But this is Pound World, isn't it? Not this Pound is, Land. This is Pound World, yeah. Pound Land is still trading normally, as they would do. You know who's got the best idea? Um, I don't know who's got the best idea. Pound Stretcher. Pound Stretcher, They course. thought about it. Yeah, because they it doesn't matter pound stretch. Who who says how thin you can stretch a pound or how long you can stretch a pound? Yeah, so they could they could extend their prices as much as they want. That's 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 a very good point, that Jimba. Very 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 well made. The pound <laughs> the pound stretch is still going, by the way. Pound stretches are still, still going, going. I believe. Yeah, there is one in Barnsley. That's all this In the Alhambra. Yeah. Oh, very good. Um, but I, I, my main concern was when they have some kind of discount sale. At Pound World, how's that going to work? Are they going to rename it 50p world for a bit or 30% off world? It, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? It is. So, but, but it's a shame because I mean, but then, then again, it, it's not really gone with the times, has it? Because there's a lot of places selling better quality products for for a pound. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, let's uh, so let's move on from Pound World. Uh, and finally, we're going to talk a little bit of football, aren't we? Because a bit uh, of football. Now, we've made a few jokes recently about Egyptian footballer Mo Salah and confusing him with Mo Farah. We have. So imagine my surprise. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Yeah. Uh, switching on the TV on Sunday and seeing playing for England, Mo Farah. <laughs> against uh, Usain Bolt, weren't it? Against Usain Bolt. Was he against Usain Bolt? He were, weren't he? Yeah, and for the rest of the World eleven in a soccer aid match raising money for UNICEF. Um, I believe it was a great charity. Uh, I think Robbie Williams helps to organise the event. Mm-hmm. Um, and one person I feel a bit for, Sam Allardyce. Actually, no, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Um, but imagine that a few years ago, just been made in, named England coach. He thinks, tell you what, 2018, I'll be leading my boys into Russia, manager of the England football team, ready to have a go at winning the World Cup. Do you know what he was doing? He managed a celebrity England the 11. <laughs> and he went out there with Ollie Murs as his captain. That must be a bit of a fall from grace for a bit. At least so. it's potentially an easier choice for him, though, who's, who to take or whatever. He's got a better selection of players, maybe. I mean, Mark Lowen scored, didn't he? I, I've seen Mark Lowen back in an England shirt and yeah. scoring. Pretty good. I mean, for yeah. anybody our, our age, for sure, we're similar. We're the same age, aren't we? Growing up, Mark Lowen was the big thing, weren't he? 1998 World Cup against Argentina. Exactly. What a goal. And all the kids of, of today's generation see or hear is him being a pretty terrible football pundit, don't they? Yeah. Or, or, or a or, jockey. Or a, yeah. <laughs> He's actually riding horses now, isn't he? He does, as well as owning horses. He has to ride them himself. But um, it was quite good to see him score, because uh, like, I think he was my sort of childhood hero as a footballer. Um, Mark Lowen see Mark Lowen score again for England were brilliant and they drew 3-3 didn't they and then did they win on penalties or I, I think they did win on penalties yeah um, predictably it went to penalties where manfully Freddie Flintoff stepped up and scored a penalty for England did he score the winning penalty as well uh, I don't think he did no oh. I can't remember who did um, but it's it's amazing you watch it um, centre half for the rest of the world team Yap Stam um, Champions League winning centre half for Manchester United during their treble winning season of 1999 and he was partnered alongside Kevin Peterson, the former English cricket batter. <laughs> what a what a pairing that is. 
Um, so I, I watched a little bit of the game, and obviously it's preparation because England are about to go to the World Cup. I think they've actually got to the World Cup. Um, I think they travelled there today, and their first game is on Monday, I think, isn't it? It is, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I don't know if I, I, I've ever mentioned this before on our podcast. Possibly, maybe not, I'm not sure. Um, but a few years ago, and, and maybe for the last three World Cups in a row, I think it is, I've made my very own England song, haven't I? Uh, you have, yes. Uh, entitled I Met Football Before I Met You, changing the lyrics slightly each time. Yep. And the last version I made was back in 2014 for the last World Cup, and I decided that this is going to be the last one. I don't want to overdo it. Three times is enough. Um, I'm not going to do any more rewriting of the lyrics. I'm just going to make it so that it extends for any other future World Cups. And I've stuck by that. And uh, I thought I could play it. We don't really have much music on our podcast, do we? We never have any music. Because this is mine, I'm allowed to play it. Although, no doubt, um, because this has happened before when I put my song on YouTube, I got into trouble for putting my own song on YouTube because (laughs) the copyright was owned by me. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't report yourself. I didn't report myself. It got picked up by the, 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 I don't know, the the robots or whatever it does. So we'll we'll, we'll try it, but I can 100% guarantee this is my, it is me singing, you'll be able to tell. And it's me. <laughs> when you said it was picked up by the robots, was it an actual robot or was it Peter Crouch after it scored a goal? Possibly. Possibly. I'm not sure. So, I mean, I'm fine with you playing it, but if we have to pay royalties, do the two of us have to pay royalties purely just to you? Because this seems like it's some kind of way of Get your extorting money out. money out of me. Get your money out of Fisher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and and, I, and just on, on the back of England songs and football songs, I heard that Ricky Wilson and Freddie Flintoff actually just mentioned him. Yep. I've choked for Freddie Flintoff. It was, yeah. They've done their very own England song, haven't they? Apparently, I've not heard it, but apparently they have. It's a, a rework of Rasputin. Yes, Ra, it is. Ra, yeah. Rasputin, England's got a gold machine. It's Harry Kane and he's going to score a goal. Something like that. It's terrible. Mine's better, and yeah. I'm going to prove it by playing that song. Because uh, we don't really mention some of the stuff that we do uh, in our other time away from the podcast. No, we don't. Like, did, did you know, have I I'd ever mentioned it, that uh, I've got a radio show? Uh, uh, I think it's a bit Wilson selfish to mention your own radio show, to be honest, Jimbo. Uh, and that's obviously the radio show that you present uh, on Sundays on Penison FM 95.7 between the hours of 10 and 12 every single it, Sunday. It, it is, yeah, Jimbo Sunday brunch, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously, you already mentioned the fish tank that I used to present, uh, which <laughs> finished a long, long time ago. Um, and obviously, there was a load of baubles and, and various other things. There's plenty of other things that you can find on wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Yeah, but the main one is uh, Jimbo's Sunday brunch uh, between 10 and 12 on Sunday morning, 95.7 pence. Nice to mention it because we don't get to do that very often. We don't get to do it. So um, here it is anyway. Um, before the next section of the show, I thought we'll just play this for you. This is I Met Football. And the idea about this, by the way, I wrote this quite a few years ago. So if you think, count back, would it have been it be 12 years old, won't it now, if he's been three World Cups? So. Is that right? Uh, it'd be uh, well, thirty. It'd be thirteen years old, wouldn't it? How many world? Well, there's a World Cup every four years, so that makes it twelve years old, doesn't it? Well, yeah, but there's one at either end of it, so you'd okay. Be, you'd be, well, yeah, you'd be going back to um, the World Cup in two thousand and six, wouldn't you? Uh, Which was hold on, hold on. Ago. Let's count back. Two thousand fourteen, two thousand ten, yeah. two thousand six. Yeah, so two thousand six. So it's quite old. This song is twelve years old. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, twelve. And years I wrote old. it when I was quite young. And there's a lot of songs that I wrote when I was quite young and made on my little keyboard that I used to have in my bedroom. That's now in the loft. That I don't really use anymore. So I thought maybe what, in future your bedroom's in the loft and you don't use it anymore. Well, no, maybe in future I could uh, I could play one of the old songs from. From those days when I was just a what nineteen year old, twenty year old, maybe at most, and yeah. uh, and and you can hear the the young me talking about the times that I was living in back then. But for now, here is I met football before I met you. It's a song about basically 
the man wanting, not the man, the, the one of the people in the relationship wanting to watch football and the other person not. Yep. So there you go. And I think the person who does want to watch football is you. And the person <laughs> who doesn't is now your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's true, which is why I'm probably not allowed to do one anymore. So here yep. it is. I met football before I met you. 2014. There is an accompanying video on YouTube as well, uh, but we'll post it on our Waste of Web Space podcast site.
Okay, so it is time for our theme, and today, of course, it is Father's Day. It's not Father's Day today, but it is Father's Day, the theme. That's well, the theme we're going with. It's Father's Day on Sunday, obviously. So it depends when you listen to the podcast. If you listen to the podcast on Sunday, the uh, 17th of June... It's, it's Father's, Father's Day! Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so I thought I'd do a bit of a Father's Day sort of quiz for you, if that is okay. Okay. Um, now, there's a couple of different there's different types of questions. I'm probably not going to be very good at keeping the score because I can't concentrate on more things at once, so you can keep your own score, just don't cheat, Fisher. I got them all right, can you so, believe it? So these are Father's Day-based questions, and I've tried to do it based on famous fathers as well, and there are a few other... Sort of other bits about Father's Day and facts in there as well. So obviously Father's Day. Here we go. So I'm doing a bit of a dad quiz. We could call it "Who's the Daddy?" I suppose. Um, and uh, first of all, it's a bit of a competition of who's got the most ki- kids. And I've put some celebrities head to head against each other, and you've got to tell me who's got the most kids out of both of them. Okay. Okay. So are we ready for uh, question number one? Yep. Clint Eastwood v Mick Jagger. Who Ooh. has the most kids? Um. When Mick Jagger, when you in, when you say kids in terms of Mick Jagger, you also include in his wife, mm-hmm. wives, um, who tend to be quite young. Um, so I have no idea how many children Clint Eastwood has got. Uh, I do know that Mick Jagger has got a lot of children. I think he fathered a child fairly recently. It's all his he? moves, isn't it? It's all, yes. <laughs> all, all his moves that uh, yeah, keep attracting those women to him. Um, definitely not his bank balance. Um, and the fact that he may be quite old and possibly... Dying fairly shortly, which inherit quite <laughs> they're a lot. They're still on tour. They're still, still, they're still, still doing amazingly, apparently. Yeah, I know, know a few people watched them last week on tour. Uh, so I would say Mick Jagger's probably fathered more children. I think he's probably had about six or seven children, hasn't he? You are correct. Well done. Give you a little round of applause. Uh, Mick Jagger wins that competition, but not by much. Clint Eastwood has seven babies to five different mothers. Mm-hmm. I've even got extra detail on the mothers there. We could have, yep. we could have, who's had the most mothers, yeah. <laughs> I suppose, but I thought we'll stick with it. We've been Father's Day theme. We'll stick with the babies, I think. Uh, whereas Mick Jagger, eight babies eight. to five women. Really? So technically... Looking at it like that, Clint Eastwood's ratio is worse, in a way. Well, yeah. Just, you know. Clint Eastwood has yeah, 1.4 children per, per <laughs> women, uh, as were Mick Jagger, 1.6. In terms of most lovers, you know my favourite story ever about, um, I'm not sure whether he's going to appear in this quiz, but um, in terms of the amount of lovers that someone's had, Mick Hucknell. Um, because he once wrote to The Guardian, who published an article about him saying that he'd had 300 lovers uh, in the space of a year. It's like with 300 different women in the space of a year. Um, wow. Um, actually, no, sorry. Sorry, actually, that's not quite right. <laughs> no, no. What the story was, was that... Apology of the week coming up next yeah. week there. So uh, there's a slight detail I've not quite got, is that it said it's like with a 1,000 women over the space of three years, which equates to about 300, 350 a year. And he wrote to The Guardian saying, that story is wrong, and you should re- issue me a formal apology. Because it's not a thousand women over the course of three years, because that's like three hundred and fifty women a year, and that's pathetic. <laughs> I think you'll find it was a thousand women over the course of a year, about three a day for Mick, <laughs> for, uh, for Mick Hucknell, and they they wrote an official apology for him, he, and published he, it. Speaking of Mick Hucknell, there's a story I forgot to mention actually. Uh, ginger emojis. There's now ginger emojis. So there's been long long been calls for for, for them to have ginger emojis because they've got the brown haired ones, yep. blonde haired ones, black haired ones. They've never had the ginger emoji, and now they're available. So Mick Hucknell could, uh, um, in his in his um, escapades to attract more women, he could be Snapchatting away or texting away and sending himself ginger emojis and stuff yeah. like that. I think you'll find there has never been any call for a Mick Hucknell emoji, though, surely. <laughs> Probably not. Um, yeah, anyway, never mind. So, um, next, Jack Nicholson v Rod Stewart. 
Rod, uh, well, again, I don't know much about Jack Nicholson and all the amount of children he's had. Uh, Rod Stewart. Did you know? Do you know one of Rod Stewart's sons plays uh, ice hockey for Great Britain? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so you know he's got at least one. So he's one got at least child one there. child, and I think Jack Nicholson is celibate, so has never had any children whatsoever. So no, um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know how many children Jack Nicholson's got. I know Rod Stewart has got a few, so I'm going to say Rod Stewart. And once again, you are correct. Well done. Um, Jack Nicholson has got three babies to five women, so he's. Uh, kept down the number of babies he's got. Um, well, hang on. So, so that's because I think somebody peered around the corner and went, "Here's a Johnny." <laughs> uh, <laughs> see what I did there? Do you say he had three babies to five women? Yeah, three babies to five. Well, um, so do you not mean that he's had three actually, babies to three women? No, I've been married five times. Up. He's got five babies to three. Women. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they just shared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got that wrong way around. So it'd be five babies to three women. Again, that could be another apology of the week if I've made up some kids that. Uh, Maybe Jack Nicholson's listening. He's like, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, Rod Stewart, eight babies to five women. Okay. Really? And you are correct. He's got some famous children, hasn't he? So, uh, Next then, Bob Marley against Eddie Murphy. All right. Well, I don't really know much about either of Bob Marley or Eddie Murphy in terms of their children. Um, I have watched Nutty Professor. I mean, it I seems so- like there's a lot of people who look like Eddie Murphy in that film, so... They could be his children. Well, I read, I read, in, I did a bit of research. Apparently, Eddie Murphy's like a donkey. Uh, sorry, no, he played the donkey in Shrek. <laughs> sorry, that's not yeah. Um, Bob Marley, as he had a woman, uh, he famously sang "No Woman, No Cry." So I don't know whether that indicates that he has or hasn't. Well, he's definitely had three little birds. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have, I would have said you'd have thought a very relaxed atmosphere in Jamaica, um, very chilled out, laid back. Bob Marley, very famous during the sort of seventies. He definitely has got some drums. I think some of the children do... Some children... Are uh, singers themselves. Singers themselves, yeah. Because I think... Is it Damien Marley, is it? Is that one? Uh, I'm not too sure. So I think he has got a few children. So I can say Bob Marley has got more kids than Eddie Murphy. Well done again, yeah. Three out of three. Um, so Eddie Murphy famously went out with uh, Mel B, didn't he? I think they might have a child, possibly. Oh, possibly, yeah. Yeah, nine babies to five women, Eddie Murphy. Really? Where, so it's going to be something impressive, isn't it, to, it is. for Bob Marley to beat that? Well, it's 12 babies to eight women, in brackets, possibly more. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know. I mean, I'm going to start... I'm, is it worth me getting a DNA test done to find out if I'm related to Bob Marley? Uh, I wouldn't have thought so, looking at you. Because uh... <laughs> um, you, you, could, you, you could get some, uh, some inheritance there, I suppose, maybe. Uh, next, then, this is a good one. Jeremy Kyle v. Jerry Springer. Ah, well, of course, yeah. Um, can you imagine getting DNA tests and going on there, sort of saying, <laughs> my daddy's absent, uh, I've never met him in my entire life, and Jeremy Carl's thinking, oh, this one, this one might be one of mine, oh, no. Um, Get off my stage, which actually, technically yours, when you inherit some of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm not too sure, I don't really know much about either of them. The only, the only interesting thing I know about Jerry Springer is that he's got an identical twin brother. I say, you know he was born so, in the UK as well? Uh, he was born... Who, him or his twin brother? No, Jerry Springer was born... Well, I'm guessing both of them then. There was, he was born in the London Underground. And really? um, I think it was in, a, in, a, in an air raid shelter. Um, that it was When the Underground was being used as an air raid shelter, he was yeah. born underground. Um, in, yeah, in the London Underground. It's a bit strange because he was born in 1972. Um, was he? <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm I don't joking. think you were. No. Well, I'd expect he was yeah. born, born during the war if that was the case. Um, so I, I wouldn't really be able to tell you... I, I think he's... Is he a Christian, Jerry Springer? So, not that I'm saying that Christians can't have a lot of children, obviously, but I would have thought Jeremy Kyle would have more children. You would be... Correct again. Well done. Four out of four. So, on the uh, who's the daddy sort of round there, 
Um, you actually got all of them right. But yeah, Jeremy Kyle, four kids to two women. Uh, and he's actually set to become a granddad as well. Really? Well, there you go. Is this, is this... I wonder if any of the kids of uh, any of the, the sort of people who uh, can have a DNA test off Jeremy Kyle. I don't know. Has that ever been come up? I'm not sure. Maybe not. Um, I'm sure he's quite a responsible parent, being the well, you'd imagine he would be, otherwise he'd be a bit of a hypocrite, wouldn't he, I suppose? If not, he'd probably go and sit on the step outside your bedroom and say, right, I'm going to have to say what's been going on here. <laughs> I'm not happy with this. Um, and Jerry Springer, just one child to one lady. So oh, there you go. Boring just the bastard. one. <laughs> um, next then, so we're moving on now to a, a different part of the game. This is just a bit of a multiple choice round. So next then, which singer named their kids Apple and Moses? Oh. Do you want multiple choice or do you not? I, I know this one because uh, you know that I'm a fan of a particular <laughs> musician uh, and this was Chris Martin. And I think, uh, was Moses the name of Gwyneth Paltrow's dad? Right, okay, was it? So it might be that's why it's named after. That's for Apple, haven't it? Can't be much fun to take to this beach, can he? You know, every time you want to get in the sea, <laughs> and then suddenly all the, the water just shifts <laughs> it out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so they're both quite biblical names in a way, maybe. Well, I mean, Apple's just an apple, but there well, are apples in the Bible. <laughs> well, the apple was given to Eve. Yeah. Didn't she eat the forbidden fruit? Yeah. So, um, although if you want to do that, but make more sense, just call him uh, Adam. Yeah. Is, is, is Apple a boy or a girl? Uh, I'm uh, I'm not 100% Very sure. Very much a gender neutral name, really, isn't it? Yeah, which is probably right for for the, that's the kind of thing they'd, they'd probably do, isn't it? They're probably quite into that sort of stuff. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's it's Chris Martin. There you go. Next, then, which cartoon character lost a bit more hair after each of his children was born until he was completely bald? Uh, I don't know. It'd have to be a cartoon character who currently doesn't have much hair. Who is completely bald, obviously. Um. Is there any multiple choice here? Uh, there's no multiple choice on this multiple one, I'm choice. afraid. Uh, cartoon character of children, so I would say probably uh, Homer Simpson. Well done. This is a particular doing really well. So, in, in the earlier episodes, he has got hair, but does it actually fall out as the children are born? As the children are born, he sort of, or he finds out that uh, Marge is pregnant, he runs out of the house pulling his hair, and then eventually by Maggie, he's got none left, basically. Right, okay. So there you go, that's correct. That's Homer Simpson. Uh, next then, which actor in a popular film, says, I don't know who you are, I don't know what you want. If you were looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have any money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills, skills I have acquired over a very long career, skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you, and I will kill you. Well, I think you've got the part, Jimbo. Great audition there. <laughs> that was very good. Uh, you're going to be in the remake of whatever film that was from. <laughs> the uh, musical version. <laughs> well, if you're into that sort of stuff. Um, I, I, You know full well my film knowledge is pretty appalling, so I'm sure that monologue is a well-known um, sort of piece from a film, and I must be an idiot for not knowing the actor, but I really don't know who says that. <laughs> well, shall I, don't tell you the, the sort of the idea of the story is that his daughter is kidnapped. Not going to make any difference. Not going to make any difference at no. all. Okay, you, so you could tell me where they where they were born, what their age is, who they're married to. Still, probably not. Well, I believe the British actor. I believe as far as I'm aware. But anyway, you've got that wrong. About time you got one wrong, though. I'm sure our podcast listeners are screaming at the podcast. Well, they probably have been since episode one. Um, but the answer there is Liam Neeson oh, from okay. the film Taken. Right. 
Um, had his daughter been taken then? Is that the whole plot of the film? It's it, yeah. Right, it's okay. his daughter's been taken. Um, so he, he, was he married to Natasha Richardson, who died on a skiing accident, a skiing accident a few years ago? Or not hundred percent sure, but yeah. But anyway, he's a, he's a, he's he's a famous dad in that film because he really does everything he can to get his daughter back, oh. as anyone would, I suppose. Um, next then, who was the youngest out of these people to become a dad? A. Tom Jones. B. Rod Stewart. Or C. William Shakespeare. Oh well, um, Tom Jones. Obviously, if you've watched The Voice, he says, "I've got a lot of girls. I've got I've, I've got a lot of girls. I've got a lot of girls." Uh, and he's obviously talking about the amount of girls he's got in his group. Well, it's not unusual, is it? <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, uh, Rod Stewart obviously has had a lot of children, but I think William Shakespeare. Um, it's not that uncommon, is it, for people before sort of there were things like laws about what age could have sex and all that sort of stuff, and very different times back in the 1500s when Shakespeare was alive. So I would say probably Shakespeare had a child at a stupidly young age, probably aged about 13 or something like that. No, wrong. Actually, it's a draw, this one. So oh, well. you would have got the right answer if you'd said either Rod Stewart or Tom Jones. Actually, oh, right. <laughs> Rod Stewart, I believe, um, gave up their first child for adoption because really? they both agreed, that both him and his partner at the time or the lady who was having the baby at the time agreed it wasn't right for them to raise a child at that sort of time. So there you go. Um, next then, what is the most popular Father's Day gift? No multiple choices, slippers. can you guess? Beer and slippers. Well, we have named Pipe. the podcast Beer and Slippers, but is that your final answer? Uh, no, no, I think... Uh, it's sh- a good answer, because that's what you'd expect. Uh, a sh- shower gel set? No. Some kind of toiletry? It's something else that you would imagine... If I, I, suppose it, it, I suppose it depends what your dad might do for work. And as we, as I uh, as I know, I know your dad works for Schweppes, the, uh, the, <laughs> the drinks company. Uh, my father does not work for Schweppes, albeit this has been a, a long-running joke to himself and Jimbo for the past probably about... <laughs> Uh, 17 or 18 years, I think. Um, uh, it, it wasn't me who started that. It was somebody else. It was someone it? else, but you've continued it. <laughs> um, so if your dad does something in particular for work... It... So I, th- yeah, I think maybe a tool of some form, sort of... Um, or Not a tool. Uh, a tie. Socks. Tie. You got it. Tie. tie. Congratulations. Well done. Helped you on your way with that one. A tie is apparently the most popular Father's Day gift. Um, next then, and I think we've got two more to go. If you had to choose... I mean, this really, this is not a right or wrong answer. This is just a general question for you, Fisher. If you had to choose, who would you rather have as your dad? A. Donald Trump, B. David Cameron, or C. Nigel Farage? <laughs> uh, well, if you've got Donald Trump as your father, then... Well, you get some good holidays to North Korea nowadays. Uh, we well, didn't even you... mention that. Uh, we've not even mentioned it. Uh, we are we do claim to be a Trump-free zone, really, and Brexit-free yeah. zone, so we try not to mention it. As, but uh... he met, didn't he, uh, Kim Jong? Yeah. Un this Is week. that one of his kids? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> but... One of his dodgy hairstyle fat. What I think to what's been really interesting about them meeting up, and it is historic. Let's let's give Donald Trump that because however he's done it, bearing in mind all the abuses sent Kim Jong Un's way, and they've both sort of been at each other, and he's not been very tactful about some of the things he's done. However, he's done it. He's managed to meet. He's managed to meet them, hasn't he? Uh, is, he has, yeah. Which is a, a, a amazing, really. Um, but but what what gets me is none of them. I mean, I don't think Donald Trump speaks North Korean. Something strikes me about him that tells me I don't think he speaks North Korean. And something strikes me about Kim Jong Un that mean that I don't think he speaks English. So this basically meeting took place between them two, but also their translators. Um, or was the translators were they just drawing pictures for each other? 
Um, you know, drawing a rocket and then a cross through it. You know, and then <laughs> then you know Donald Trump did the same, drew a cross through been, his rockets. Yeah. Um, or did the translators just have a complete laugh for an hour? I don't. Know? I don't think as because part... who knows? Then we've got to rely a hundred percent that them translators have translated the right things. Right, <laughs> they well, could have agreed to anything. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, they might. It, this is it's the trans- translators are running the world. You know that. His translator might be South Korean as well, so that might be uh, <laughs> it might be an agent in there. Um, so obviously, if you've got Donald Trump as your father, then yeah, that's very difficult. You're probably going to go on holiday every year to a Trump hotel, uh, play golf at Turnbury because that's his golf course and all that sort of stuff. Um, Nigel Farage, I don't know much about why he would be a bad father, aside from the fact that it's Nigel Farage. I suspect he probably drinks and smokes quite a lot. Um, <laughs> didn't he, did he employ his daughter? Or he employed his wife, didn't he? But his wife left him fairly recently, and he said he was broke and um, whatever, he didn't have any money left because he'd stopped being a UKIP politician. And wasn't an MEP anymore because the people at Brussels paid him quite a lot of money, <laughs> uh, despite the fact he didn't want to be there and very rarely turned up. Um, and if you're David Cameron's father, then... Um, sorry, if, if David Cameron is your father, then you might get left in the pub, uh, obviously, which, which may have been why Happened you put him in Happened a few years there. ago, that is why I put him in there. Happened a few years ago. So who would you choose? Um, I think ideally neither of them. <laughs> um, but I suppose if I if I had to, I would probably like to have David Cameron as my father because he might at a very young age leave me in a pub and I might be able to get a few pints in. There you go. So <laughs> so, so David Cameron based on, on not much to go with but David Cameron, there you go. Lastly then, can you name um, any of the top 20 celebrity dads in 2018? What do you mean? Or just sort of who would you most like to have as your dad? Well, or... there's, there's, top, there's a top 20 as voted for by the public. Well, David Beckham must be on there, surely. David Beckham's number four with 11%, yeah. although I don't know if this was done a few weeks before the alleged rumours that have kind of been leaking around everywhere, but we'll not talk too much about that. There's There's been some rumours. Well, I haven't that. even heard them, to be fair. Well, never mind. Um, uh, Prince William, I think he might be on there. Number two at yeah. 18%. Uh, so whoever's won it has probably not got a very high percentage. I'll tell you what, yeah. we've mentioned one of them today who... Uh, who, who um, is he's a he's in the lids list for top dad. Um, he's a funny person. Um, we won't be able to tell you time at the minute. Uh, Michael McIntyre. Yep, number seven. <laughs> what makes Michael McIntyre a good father? Well, if now? you saw him the other day defending his child against the mo- uh, yeah. head mugger. Um, but anyway, I think this was done before. David Williams is up there. He writes children's books. Yeah, Simon Will, Simon Cowell is he on there? Will Simon Cowell's up there at number eight. Will Smith's in there at number eleven, and he's announced the other day that apparently they're expecting children again or a child again. Yeah. Um, with his uh, wife. Um, interestingly, Rio Ferdinand is number one. Is he? And oh, that's it's... because of obviously he sadly lost his partner, didn't he? Um, yeah. last year I think, or the year before, possibly. Yeah, so that's, that's that's very good to hear. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, who's an, an actor, I believe, twelve percent uh, at number three. Peter Andre at number five. Suppose that's having to put up with Katie Price isn't yeah. it, as the as the ex, you know, yeah. as the mother of his child, I suppose. What a, what, uh, a, what an amazing list that is. Thank you very much. No worries, that's fine. So that's all we've got time for on that part of the show. Uh, we'll move swiftly on. We're on track for this to be our longest podcast yet, Fisher. Okay, well, I'll try and fly through this next bit. Um, and I'd say on the news that Kenny Dalglish should be made a knight of the realm. Uh, so I thought I'd try and do a quick quiz for the irregular feature um, about people who, who are members of the Companion of Honour. Uh, there's 65 people who form what's called the Companion of Honour in the UK. And it's kind of almost sits above a knighthood. It's for the almost extra special people in society who kind of form this exclusive club. And when someone sort of passes away, then their space becomes available and someone else comes in and takes it. 
Um, so I'm not sure if you've heard of the Companion of Honor before. No, it's the first time I've heard oh. it. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's got it's got really really good top end people in there if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so you know you're not going to get Chesney Hawks in there or anything like that. It's sort of for the very. What the one and only. The one and only for the yeah. In spite of the fact he's the one and only, he still can't get into that club. <laughs> so it's for the uh, the the great and the good and some of the names that I'm going to read read out as well. Um, so basically, are they in the Companion of Honor or are they not? Okay. Um, so first one, Lord Coe. Uh, Lord Coe uh, done a lot for sport um, in terms of the London Olympics, which was massive, very successful. Um, got a lot of people, young people involved in sport, all of that. Mm-hmm. So I just think he might be a little bit too young, maybe, to be a companion of honor. And not that you, sh- you, you shouldn't be old, old. You know, you shouldn't be old to be a companion of honor. But I- I'm going to say no. Uh, and you'll be wrong. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. He... He is in there, although he is one of the youngest uh, members. I think he's, I think he's probably early sixties. Loco. He's, he's very similar to my dad because my dad actually um, ran against him um, in. Was that a- in the uh, Schweppes annual sports uh, day? This, this was in the school athletics tournament. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's similar to uh, to my dad. Um, next up, Tony Blair. Oh, um, com- right. I've got a feeling. Uh, well, I don't. I suppose. I, su- I suppose it'd be wrong. But would they have? Would they, would they go that far with a politician? Would they? You know. I suppose. I suppose. I don't see why not. But maybe not for politicians. To put them in, I don't know. I'm going to say no, just because I think Tony Blair. As much as people might have said he was a a great prime minister for some of the things he did, maybe. Um, I don't think he's massively popular, and I don't think it'd be. Um, I don't think many people would be quite uh, be keen on him being one of those companion of an honours. So no, yeah. he's, 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 you're wrong uh, again. Yeah, he's. Uh, actually, uh, hang on, what did you say? I said no. You said no. Actually, you're right. Yeah, so you're, oh, you're right. Stop mixing me up. Sorry. Okay. You're right. He's not on there. Um, he's he's never been called anything other than well, he has been called something other than Tony Blair. But he's, he's not he's, even been knighted, has he? He's not been knighted or kind of got a lordship or anything like that. So he's, he's been called a lot of names. He's been called a lot of names. Yeah. Um, Sir's not one of them. Not quite. Um, so next, uh, Sir John Major. Uh, okay. Well, I know John Major went to the royal wedding as we that came up on our podcast the other week. So he's obviously. But did he? Is that an indicator of something? Uh, that's what I'm thinking. But actually, did he? He, he was prime minister, but not for very long. He he, he was kind of was uh, he elected? I don't think uh, he was ever elected. Was he as prime minister? Yeah, it was in 1992. I think he's prime okay. minister for about seven years. Okay. Overthrew Thatcher and then sort of beat Neil Kinnock. All right. Tony Blair in 1997. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say no again. You are wrong this time. He is, oh. he is a member. I should have. I, I knew with the royal wedding thing I should have gone for yes, but never mind. So Yeah, there's a couple of politicians on the list. Uh, George Osborne is on there for some unknown reason. Uh, George Osborne is actually the youngest uh, youngest person on the list as well, at the age of, I think, about 40, 45. Must have sent a lot of money their way. Uh, possibly. That might be why he's on there. Who knows? Perhaps George Osborne's on there for services to, you know, Destroying people's lives. <laughs> um, so next, uh, Sir James Dyson, inventor of the Dyson vacuum cleaner. Ah, so well-known British inventor. Was there a vacuum to be filled on the <laughs> Companion of Honor? Uh, James Dyson. Um, they gave him the news. He just he... had to suck it up. <laughs> well, he often he often cleans up at award ceremonies, doesn't he? So um, let's because uh, he's quite successful. Let's say I think the Dyson changed the world, didn't it? Possibly. So it let's did. say yes. He is. He's, he's on there. You're wrong. Oh, I can't believe this. I'm going to get one right here. Okay. But he's a sir. He is a sir. Okay. Um, but he's he's not on the list. I bet, I bet Henry's 
happy about that. Because <laughs> really, he's been overtook, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, you know, yeah. Poor Henry was the old popular one, wasn't he, before? No, no longer the iconic vacuum cleaner. There's no guy. smile on his face anymore. <laughs> Um, so next up, uh, Dame Tanny Gray Thompson, uh, the well-known uh, para-athlete, uh, wheelchair racer, um, formerly Baroness Tanny Gray Thompson, now Dame Tanny Gray Thompson, I believe. All right, okay. So um, I think then I might go with a yes for that one. I don't entirely, I don't know lots and lots about her. Uh, she won a lot of Paralympic yeah, medals. Um, um, but I'm going to go yes with this one, I think. Okay, and you're wrong again. <laughs> Obviously, I should be in charge of this uh, list of companion of honours. I'd pick the right people. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who else have we got on this list? Um, Michael Howard. We mentioned politicians. Um, I don't really know much about Michael Howard, unfortunately. But because we've already had a politician in there, Sir John Major, and I don't really know. Um, and, and you said you've talked about some of the politicians already. I'm going to say no, no. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> wrong again. This is... I... You know what I'm guessing here? How can you possibly guess them all wrong? Well, I don't know. You've, you've got a, a serious knack, on, uh, knack of doing it. Uh, what's, the reason I sort of asked Michael Howard specifically is, were you thinking about Michael Howard, the politician, former Tory leader, or were you thinking about Sir Michael Elliot Howard, who is a British military historian? I wasn't thinking of either, because I don't know any of them. All right. <laughs> well, what you may be interested in, they're both on there. Okay. There are two people on the list called Michael Howard, even though there's only 65 people. So if one doesn't show up, the other Michael Howard can fill in. Uh, so is Michael Howard here now? Oh, no, he's here. That's fine. Do the roll call at the end. Michael Howard, yep. Michael Howard, yep. <laughs> um, so, yes, there are two people on the list called uh, called Michael Howard. Uh, next up, um, Sir Paul McCartney. Okay. As um, Right, yes. I'm. Go- I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go yes with this one. There's got to be some sort of musical talent in there. If you're thinking, you know, you need somebody to uh, play. No, the-, the question was Paul McCartney, <laughs> not uh, not bassist who can't sing. <laughs> I'm going to go Paul McCartney. I think uh, yes, yes, definitely is. You are. You're right. You're Yay! right, Jimbo. I wish I only had a bigger cheer. Finally, uh, is Ringo in there as well? No, of course he's not. Oh, he's he's now a sir. But he, he voiced Thomas the Tank Engine. Well, yeah, but the Ring on the Star never gets that kind of um, sort of accolade, does he? He's always like the last one to get anything. He, he probably gets stuff after John Lennon and George Harrison. They've both been dead for about yeah, mm. John Lennon thirty years, and he normally gets the last 20. sort of beat, though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. the drums <laughs> and all that. Yeah, it just comes afterwards again. Um, so yes, uh, Paul McCartney is on there. Um, what about Peter Higgs? Will you uh, stop choosing people? I have no idea who uh, they are. Well, you may not have heard of Peter Higgs, but you may have heard of something he helped to discover. Oh. Oh, I know this now. It was the Higgs... I don't, Higgs boson. And it's a, is it a particle? Uh, it's a the, particle. The life. It's life particle, yeah, isn't it? They it invented is. Life. Yes, they want him on there to try and extend extend the Queen's extend reign Extend the group out from 65 to... Yeah, so that you know, we can invent another Queen or something like that. I don't know. I'm going to go yes for that one then. Yep. Uh, and you're right again. You're on a roll. You know who invented the Higgs boson with? Or who discovered it with? It was uh, Mr. Boson, was it, or something like that? Uh, no, it was someone else. I, don't, I, don't, oh, right, I, I okay. can't, can't work out where that <laughs> Boson comes from. I, I read up about it, but I still can't work it out. Um, so yes, he, was... he, he invented the he invented the particle, um, and then he went onto the Companion of Honours list um, with the other Companion of Honours, and then accidentally James Dyson hoovered it up, <laughs> <laughs> hoovered up the particle. <laughs> oh, I've got to, got to do twenty years of work and discover it again. I've not left my notes on there properly. Go be um, careful who you have on this uh, on this Companion of Honours. Uh, Exactly. Board or whatever it is. So what about Dame Helen Mirren? Dame Helen Mirren. Well, she did a blooming good job, didn't she, of playing the Queen? Yeah. 
Um, Do you think she pointed herself on there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I could be trying to be sort of a spy or a yeah. trick. Like, oh, should the Queen's here? Be quiet. Oh, no, it's just it's just Dame Ellen. Okay. I'm going to go. Did, but did the Queen like the betrayal? I'm going to go. Well, she's, she's got a knighthood, so. Yeah, let's go, yes. Uh, yeah, back to your, back to your usual ways. You're wrong again. Oh. Um, so. So Helen Mirren isn't on the list, but Dame Judi Dench and Dame Maggie Smith are on the oh, list. Okay. They're, they're probably the most prominent female actresses on there. Um, so next up, we're going to go with another dame, Dame Vera Lynn. Dame Vera Lynn. Um, I'm definitely going to say 100% yes for that one. She's just celebrated her 100th birthday, I believe, as well. Uh, or 101st birthday. So I'm going to go yes for that one, 100%. And of course you're right, of course you're right. Got to be on there. The nation's sweetheart. Um, she's on there. She's the oldest member of the list, age 101. So she's the oldest and George Osborne's uh, the youngest. Okay. One of them loved by the nation and the other one, <laughs> well, maybe not. Yeah. Um, so who else have we got? What about... We- nation's sweetheart and the nation's sweet uh, cheapsteak. Cheapsteak. <laughs> um, next up, I'm going to go with Sir Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, well-known actor, the only actor ever to win three... Best Actor Oscars, and his father, Cecil Day-Lewis, was a former poet laureate. And he also used to make shoes. I'm going to go with no for this one, I think. And you'd be right. So he, he doesn't appear on there. I think there are a couple of actors who do appear on there, uh, including uh, Sir... Oh, come on, who was on there? Who was on there when I had a look at it? Um, I think the famous actors who, who were Sirs. Um, so... I'm putting you on the spot here. On, on what, sorry? Well, just actors who... Oh, who, who famous actors who are sirs, okay. Some of our great actors. <sighs> um, I don't know. All right. Are you asking me? Well, you're, you're <laughs> it's your twist. game. Well, yeah, but I'm trying to think which, which actors had, had been knighted who were, who were on that list. Okay. But never mind, not to worry. Um, so, I'm going to go with last one, Delia Smith. Delia Smith, okay. Um, Norwich City owner, yeah. is she an owner still? Or part uh, of the directors or director. something like that? Uh Cooker, a cooker, cooker. We're going to call her a cooker. It's a chef. Chef, yes. Um, yes. Uh, I'm going to go yes, because I reckon she's probably cooked for the Queen as well before, or the royal family. Uh, and you'd be right. She was... She so was Anthony Hopkins. Uh, he might be on there, actually, yeah. I can maybe, <laughs> can maybe just try and find out which, which actors are on there, because I'm, I'm trying to think, um, and there certainly were some names on there uh, from the acting world. Uh, so a couple of other names who were who, who are on there. Include... Sir, sir, what do you call him? The one um... Ben Kinsley. No, what's what's he called? Tom um, No, no, um, nosy neighbour. That one. What do you call him? What's his? We, we, oh, I'm gonna. He's in Goldmember, and that's not the best film he's been in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he plays Austin Powers' dad, but but he's been in a lot better films than that. Um, I don't know what you mean. You know oh, what I Mike, mean? Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah. So Michael Caine, surely he's... he's... I, I think he might be, yeah. He could be, yeah, there we think. go. I can't believe the only film I could think of on the spot was Goldmember. <laughs> what about That's... the Italian job? I know, I, I couldn't think of him. I don't know, anyway. Um, so, it's like a couple of other people on there are uh, J.K. Rowling, who's one of the youngest ones on there. Uh, David Attenborough. Yeah, obviously one of the older ones one on the there again. Ones, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was I was I was hoping he might come up because I thought I'd get that one right, but yeah. too easy. So there we go. So that's that's people who make that list, uh, and that's in honour of uh, the Queen's birthday. And, and surprisingly, as soon as the space becomes available, though, I'd like to put myself or Fisher forward. Exactly, I could do it as a, a double, a double. You know, get two for the price of one. Yeah, if if Ant and Deck were on there, I'm sure they'd just take one spot. Yeah, we? we'll look after the well, uh, we'll nice. look after the Higgs boson particle. Yeah, we'll keep uh, Mr. Dyson away from it with the Hoover. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, 
amazingly in the Queen's Birthday Owners list. Service to podcasting, we've not even been recognised yet. Unbelievable. I wonder why. If you listen to this, <laughs> I think you'll know. So, uh, that is pretty much all we've got time for. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, please do. You can tweet us at uh, Waste of Web Space. Go to our um, Facebook page, Waste of Web Space. There is also the website, www.wasteofwebspace.co.uk. Loads of ways for you to get in touch. Zoe Ball even gets in touch with us now, doesn't she? she? Does, as, yeah. as you heard earlier on. So, um, we're happy to take your tweets and give you a mention and give you a shout-out. You can even... You can even Add your own input into the show, because obviously we need help, so please do send it through. <laughs> yep, and if you want to get in touch with me and talk about Love Island, that's fine. It's We've finished podcasting before 9 o'clock, so I'm about to shoot off and watch it, and it's going to be great. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Love Island next podcast, no doubt. Well, uh, I might I might just get my wife to come and sit with you and do that part of the podcast, and I'll go and do something else, I think. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, so there <laughs> we go. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you later.